Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Episode 104 of the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Steve. And I'm Joey. So we've got a fun show today. Going to be at least a three or four hour show, probably. Yes. Oh, minus oh, that's shorter than two and show. a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a uh... hey. Can you not make me do math right now? Yeah, sorry, my bad. <laughs> I just I'm a math nerd. Well, that's the show, guys. So I appreciate everyone's time. So bye. Yeah, bye. So we got uh, just a few topics today to talk about, but uh, first and foremost, we have a really cool interview today. We have uh, a filmmaker uh, from Iowa on the show. His name is Terrell Christie uh, of Lost Utopia Films. Uh, He's won an award of excellence uh, at the National Broadcast Education Association Media Arts Festival for his short film, The Spaceman, which, you know, if you haven't seen it, it's really awesome. Amongst other films that he's done, he's got a whole ton of stuff out there and, and some great content. Uh, Terrell, how's it going, man? Good. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm yeah. really excited. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you and a friend started Lost Utopia Films, right? Tell us about how all that kind of started and came about. It started with my friend Luke and I, and we met in about eighth grade. And at this point, I was pretty much just making movies by myself because I didn't like ever find anybody that was also interested. So yeah, I met him and he wanted to make movies, and so... We started doing stuff together, originally under the name LT Shorts, which is just Luke and Terrell Shorts, because we're so clever. <laughs> and uh, we did that pretty much in high school, because we were in a broadcast classroom, and originally they wanted us to do like news stories, but we just kind of asked if we could just make like movies instead, because we didn't really care about news. <laughs> so uh, we did that for a good couple of years, and then out of high school, we just kind of sat down and wanted to figure out where we wanted to take it from there. And uh, that's when we created Lost Utopia Films, which is just our independent video production, film production company. That's awesome. When did you decide that this is what you wanted to do, you know, as a living or is it kind of your passion? And was there something that kind of specifically called out to you to, that, that made you want to do it? So what it was for me was uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. That's really what uh, pretty much made me want to become a filmmaker because... Like, I grew up on, like, Godzilla and King Kong movies and just completely loved it. But, you know, as much as I love them, they clearly are a little dated. <laughs> right. You know, especially in, like, the visual effects department. And so to see, like, Peter Jackson's vision of it and just, like, how big the scope was really just, like, completely blew me away. And I remember, like, I bought this, like, two-disc DVD set and, like, there was five hours of, like, the making of the film. And, like... I knew people made movies, but I didn't really, like, know what it was exactly. And so seeing that, like, someone could basically just have this dream project, basically kind of like as kids, you know, you play with toys, pretty much do that, but with, like, real people and, like, crazy effects and everything, like, that just really blew me away, and that's what inspired me to uh, pursue filmmaking. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a very visually appealing film, too. I remember... Um, I don't know if you guys know my daughter. Um, yes. Anyway, <laughs> yes, <laughs> she uh, she really liked the cannibal scene, uh, and when I say really liked it, it, she was petrified by it. I mean, she wouldn't even finish the movie at the time. Yeah. It was a 
I forget how dark it got when I got to the island and, yeah. got, and encountered the That's how I was with tribe. the bugs, the bug scene. Yeah. Like, I I just, like, turned away. I was like, Because we were in the theater. I was like, I can't run away from this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just start looking down. I was, Did I drop some popcorn down here? <laughs> but, yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty phenomenal film. So, kind of a fun question. Uh, you know, your favorite films. Uh, your top three. Ooh. Top three. Yeah, so number one is King Kong, just because that, like I said, was, like, a really impactful movie to me. Yep. Beyond that, that's a hard question. I'd probably put the original Karate Kid up there. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, Karate Kid, King Kong. Don't say Karate Kid 3, please. <laughs> the next Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like Karate Kid 3, but oh, oh. defend it. My way, bad. way to go, My Josh. Way to I'm go. sorry. <laughs> uh, um, I'm wrong. The third movie. I'd probably say uh, Spider-Man 2. Ooh, mm, that's good. One. Yeah, very good. That also, like, as a kid, really impacted me. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because uh, when you say as a kid, you know, I mean, Terrell, he's a he's a senior at college, you know, and he's uh, and pursuing you're a senior education. citizen. I'm a senior citizen, right? Exactly. So when we're looking at the age, you know, he's Fans saying generation. He's saying these films that I feel like I saw yesterday. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yours was the original 1940, 30. Well, right, I was there when you know yeah. they started making the talkies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> I'll be dead soon. Um, no, you won't. No, I won't be that lucky, probably. I'm going to live forever. Stay alive. Right. So let's talk long-term vision. You know, where are you going to be headed, say, 5, 10, 15 years from now? You know, what's what's the goal? My goal is nothing really original at all. You know, I would just love to be making feature films and, you know, obviously making money from it also wouldn't hurt either. <laughs> right. Uh, so, you know, that, that's kind of the goal that everything is just kind of building to as much as i do love iowa eventually i'm probably gonna have to move to the west coast Mm -hmm. which um i'd say something i definitely kind of want to look into in the next five to ten years mainly just because like the opportunities out there there's a lot more than here in iowa yeah a ton um yeah nothing too uh too shocking it's a pretty simple dream <laughs> yeah that's awesome though i mean I, i'm surprised though you don't want to stay in iowa and film john deere commercials for the rest of your life i mean I don't know. <laughs> exactly. and menards and menards right God, that sounds like purgatory or something <laughs> it does sound like purgatory the state fair documentary oh god please no <laughs> um but no yeah that's a uh, that's uh that's that's really cool so let's look at your writing process so when you're coming up with an idea you know from concept to fruition what does that look like for you? To tell me about kind of the process that you you put yourself in. It usually always starts from like the first like inspiration idea that I get, and that can come like in any number of ways. Like sometimes it's just like a song I listen to, or like if someone tells me a story, or like even if I just I like to people watch when I'm in public. Like there's just a lot of really funny characters out there in the world, <laughs> and so sometimes if I just see the right person, that can get things started. And so from there, I just kind of like jot down a bunch of ideas on like what exactly the story would be that I want to go for. And then usually after procrastinating for like a couple months, I actually decide to write the first draft. After I get that done, I'll usually send it to a couple people just to get their thoughts. Because usually like I think it's good, but it's also just kind of like a bunch of weird rambling ideas. <laughs> and so they kind of help me like see the story objectively. And then after that, I just kind of like tweak it usually do like a read through with actors because that can really help you. Like it's really helpful as a writer, actually hear people say your words out loud and like perform it. Cause then you can honestly like really see if the dialogue's good or you can just realize like how awful it is. And so that's really helpful. 
And yeah, and then from there you just kind of get the final script and then go out and shoot it. Yeah, nice. It's unfortunate that George Lucas couldn't take some of that advice. <laughs> <laughs> listening to the dialogue and i'm not gonna change it um, yeah man. do you feel do you feel strongly about those movies too? well no you know so well here's a, well here's a good question for trell mm-hmm. um you have to choose one of these two fictional characters to protect you and why first character is jar jar binks and the second one is an ewok is it is it you choose one to protect you and the other one's going to try and kill you? No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer that question. That's both just, shields. Yeah, I'm just yeah, right. I don't know. It's always funny because you can tell the younger Star Wars fans Jar Jar is more palatable. And same with the Ewoks. You know, I was at the age where the Ewoks and I was starting to question reality at that point. You didn't watch the two uh, straight-to-video Ewok movies? I did not. Starring uh, Wilford Brimley? Is that Sure. Yeah. Was he in one of those? I yeah, he was. <laughs> That was when he got the diabetes. See, I'm I'm glad to not know that, Josh, and I'm sad that you do know that. <laughs> I've only seen like the recaps on YouTube. So oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I haven't wasted too much time. <laughs> yeah, good, good. So Terrell, what kind of upcoming projects do you have going on? You know, what's on the docket? Yeah, so I have a couple projects that I started working on this summer. Hopefully it'll come out soon. Things have been a little busy over here, so I haven't got as much time to edit as I want. One project I have is a short horror, which is based off of a short horror story called the girl in the photograph and that pretty much revolves around this really lonely man that finds a photo of a woman in town and pretty much becomes unhealthily obsessed with trying to track her down so i got that and then i have top secret which is kind of like you ever seen in movies just kind of like the cliche like super eight home footage like played the happy music <laughs> yeah type, like montages <laughs> yeah it's kind of like that but it revolves around a human and an alien who are like basically like government detectives that go around and face all these like paranormal threats and it just kind of like goes over their relationship and like some of the crazy adventures they've gone on so there's that and then lastly there's a couple of doing called landmines which is about a group of friends in the late 90s that are shooting a vietnam war movie in the forest and they accidentally come across a real landmine Oh boy! Uh, while filming, whoa, yeah, <laughs> Tropic Thunder style, <laughs> jeez, yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So, I mean, that's that's really cool. So, you know, when when you see some of the like when I watch the Spaceman, what do you use for visual effects? You know, especially you know, you're it's a small deal for you. You know, you're a lo- you're an independent filmmaker. I mean, but that, that film was just it was phenomenal. What? How do you approach that? Is there a software you use? What's the what's the technical nerd stuff going on here? Yeah, so I used to edit all of my stuff on Sony Vegas, but just recently I switched over to Adobe products, which I kind of wish I did earlier because stuff is just like so much faster. Like I honestly could have done all my past work in like half the time, but hmm. nice. oh well, I guess I figured out how to do it the really hard way. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been playing around with Adobe a lot this year. So intuitive, like the way things are done and like... Um, I found like ways that like also outside of the computer, how like when actually shooting, I can just figure out like best how to shoot and plan like for visual effects beforehand. It's been really helpful. Very nice. Funniest or most memorable experience filming? <laughs> oh boy. I didn't give him these uh... questions, so he's got to. Oh man. There's a lot. I'm trying to think of the one that would make the best story. <laughs> Actually, just this summer, when we were shooting the girl in the photograph, we shot the opening scene at this elementary school around here. And uh, 
we showed up and everything was going good. And then this seven year old girl came and, uh, asked if we were making a movie and I should have just said no, but I said, yeah, we are. And she was interested. And so she kind of stuck around, but things eventually turned really bad because apparently this girl has a very bad reputation at her school and is somewhat of a bully. And so she pretty much harassed us for like a good two and a half hours, <laughs> basically, uh, <laughs> taking off our shoes and throwing them into like puddles and moving props and just completely just trying to ruin everything. Oh, <laughs> and, uh, I, I even, I tried so many tricks. I even at one point said, uh, I was like, Hey, I need a shot of like of a little girl. She was riding her bike. That's how she like came to us. And I said, Hey, I need a shot of a little girl riding home on her bike. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, sure. And she did it, but then she just turned right back. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's awesome. You're like, I need you to get method. Go right. Actually, go home and try. <laughs> get some eight hours of sleep and yeah. come back. Wow. Yeah, and they wonder why kids end up disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. That's dark. Twitter <laughs> shut down. James Gunn part two. Yeah, that's well. At my age, I'm not going to be looking for a job at Disney, so I don't care what I say at this point in my life. But. Um, so we should go after the filmmakers. They're the ahead, ones. Right. So I'm trying to box him into a spot where he says something terrible. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Um, <laughs> recording is great. <laughs> right. uh, questions you have, Josh? Anything? I always wanted to make films. You know, obviously, I've got kids. I can't afford to go to college. <laughs> like, what would you recommend? Just YouTube in it and any particular software? Or... I know you said Adobe before. So, like, there's a lot of good free software if you're just starting out. I like that. Um, I mean, like, people kind of poo-poo sometimes on, like, iMovie or, like, Windows Movie Maker. But, I mean, honestly, if you're just starting out, it really is good at teaching you, like, the fundamentals of just, like, editing and, like, cutting and everything. And, like, I, I really don't think there's such thing as, like, prodigies in filmmaking. Like, I don't care who you are. Like, the first thing you're going to make is going to be, like, awful. <laughs> like, I've never seen anyone make a first anything, and it's been, like, amazing, you know? Um so that's why I don't think like people need to like when they first start out, like run out and buy like all this expensive equipment, like right. just kind of like use what you have. Mm-hmm. And like, especially if anything is free, like definitely just take that route and like, just like fail a lot and just keep training. And, and like, eventually once you start to get better, then start moving up to like more complex, like systems and whatnot. Cause it can be like pretty overwhelming at first if you don't know, like at all what right. you're using. When you write things, do you also storyboard a lot or you kind of just film as you're inspired, like certain shots? It really depends situation wise for me. Well, yeah, like with like storyboarding and everything, I kind of, I used to be very like, you know, I have to get every single thing planned, every shot planned right. and like test it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, honestly, if I'm like familiar with the location and like have an idea of like what I want. I'll kind of have in my head an idea of what I want to do, but I also want to keep myself open because like so many like creative ideas and shots that I've like, or even just other people that I work with have come up with or things that they like sure. realize like in the middle of shooting, like it's not something that was pre-planned. And so I think it's good to not like keep yourself too boxed in. Right. Um, because that can just kind of limit like the create, like the creativity that you could have. Exactly. Yeah. I get that for sure. Yeah. Cause you know, that happens a lot and things I do and, some of the best stuff comes out of it wasn't planned. It just yeah. happened on the on the spot. So, yeah, that that's great. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, Terrell, we uh, appreciate having you on the show, and it's going to be awesome because Terrell's going to stick around and hang out with us and Fantastic. Uh, make fun of all the stuff we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's really cool. So one of the first things that I noticed uh, over the last couple of days, um, do you guys know who Gerard Jones is? Uh, no. He's a writer for DC back in the old days, okay. a comic book writer, a very acclaimed comic book writer. Um, the reason I'm very familiar with him is because uh, he relaunched uh, in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, kind of the Green Lantern oh, uh, cool. for, for DC and put it on the map, made it very, very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite writers. Well, he's going to prison for six years for child pornography. <laughs> what? Oh, no. <sighs> I couldn't believe it. All you know, this is what happens when you Google comic news. Oh yeah. no! And you, <laughs> be careful what you wish. For. Your heroes, your heroes fall the hardest. You know it, that mm. that was just a that was a tough story to yikes to, to read. And so I, yeah, how are you going to go back to those comics? Or well, you know, and that's just it. Yeah. Am I going to reread those and say, are there any hints here? What's happening? You know. Well, it's like, can you separate the art from the artist? That's sometimes a good, that's a good point. Sometimes yeah. I can. Sometimes I have a really hard time doing it though. Well, yeah, like with Tom Cruise, you know, I mean, he's <laughs> an incredible douche in real life, yeah. but you know, I, I can't help but like his movies usually, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a tough one. I mean, you know, you gotta, you got someone who's writing comics and they're partially based, you know, or, or meant for kids. Um, and I look back and I'm thinking of these old stories and I, you know, there's nothing that hits me off the top of my head that was like, oh, this is kind of objectionable or right, anything yeah, right. like that. Um, well, I mean, we have filmmakers out there, uh, like Polanski, you know, mm-hmm. who got in trouble back in the day, but you know, he makes great films. So that's, so he gets a pass, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he didn't like retire. Like this guy retired from the industry for a while ago or. Yeah. I mean, he's been yeah. doing other things, but right. he hasn't Not made anymore. comics in a long yeah. time. <laughs> he won't be. Yeah. No kidding. He'll be writing the prison newsletter. I that think. is really tough. Cause yeah, there's a lot of old movies out there mm-hmm. and he, if you you know read, you'll see those actors, like a lot of them did some horrible things and. That is tough because yeah. it's like, damn, it's good work, but it really affects me to see right. this knowing what I know now. You said yeah. he's going for how long? Six years. Oh, you might want to keep up on that story. Just to, <laughs> He's probably going to die in <laughs> prison. <laughs> we'll do I, I'm not kidding. That's what they do. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah they, they you make, you be... get there one week. I mean, even already that gymnast doctor, he's gotten oh, like, yeah. assaulted a couple times. Really? Wow. I'm just saying. Oh, so did Jared story. Vogel. He's gotten his uh, tail beat a few times mm-hmm. in, in the joint. And then some. Right. Terrell, do you plan on going to prison for six years at some point? <laughs> oh, of course. Okay, good. Good for you. Good. Just, for the, just for the experience. Just for the experience, right? You know. Hey, you can get some, get some good stories out of yeah, it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Right? You know? yeah. Exactly. Tell the press, like, hey, check out my film. <laughs> right. Oh, man. But, yeah, so I sorry to lead in with that fun story. I just thought it'd be hilarious for the shock value. So That's fine. We eat our veggies first. And then... <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, oh, an anniversary edition's coming. Oh, no, yeah. no. Nope, nope. We nope. took a dark turn. Nope. The, re- the rest of the stuff is pretty tame. Okay, so we'll, good. We'll run... Steve's going to burn his first comic. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? Man, I'll th- it's fun. I have all, I have all those packed away too. Oh. So I mean, just finding them to read read them that'd be a that's yeah. a chore. So yeah. I think we'll just leave them in the box for a while. But, <laughs> yes, good call. Um, nobody's gonna want to buy them. Probably not anymore now. Well, yeah. maybe maybe some of his child molester buddies. Oh my god! <laughs> next next topic. Right. Next topic. <laughs> Sorry, done. Brian Singer, you get a yeah. delivery. No, oh Brian Singer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. So the Venom trailer, uh, the second trailer came out a little while ago. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show or not yet. Yeah, I, I think we've got a little your bit perspective here. on yeah. it, but go um, for it, man. 
Well, what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, you know, it was... Uh... It's it's they've said it's no longer part of the MCU or that's not going to be, mm-hmm. and to me that's code for well we've seen the final product and <laughs> it's not <laughs> we're not gonna let that be part of the MCU. The effects look great. Uh-huh. Uh, I definitely I, like it over the Topher Grace. Yeah. Um, the uh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, I appreciate Tom Hardy when he tries to adapt like a, an accent or whatever. I'm not liking the way he's talking. It sounds like Bobcat Gold Goldthwait. Goldthwait, yeah, yeah. I didn't really have a problem with that last scene until like listening back and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh yeah, turd in the wind. How did we okay this for the trailer? Like I've never seen a turd in the wind. Sorry yeah. to say. But because you yeah. are one. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Truth hurts. <laughs> no, but uh yeah, it looks I mean Michelle Williams is in it. She usually doesn't and he doesn't usually choose terrible projects, so I like to think something's there and I'll probably go see it. It's one scene out of a two-hour movie. It'll be fine. And that's fair. That's and it's totally even fair. not, like, that's not, like, permanent. They may, they might not keep it in there. Yeah, they might smear it away. Yeah, it'll, be the, it'll be the extra content for the Blu-ray. Oh! Right, <laughs> Check out the turn go. the wind scene now. <laughs> and get your Slurpee. Yeah. How about you, Terrell? What, do you th- what were your thoughts about it? Uh, uh, <laughs> it's a winner. To be fair... Yeah, to be fair, from the beginning, I've just been against the idea of this movie because I think doing a Venom origin story about Spider-Man just literally makes no sense. But wow, yeah, I think it looks really bad. I'm not into it at all. <laughs> yeah. Not, can someone tell me, like, is that how people in San Francisco talk? Like, what is Tom Hardy's accent? Like, I just don't even understand. Like, someone, yeah. I saw someone say that he sounds like he's doing a Terrence Howard impression. And ever since I heard oh. that, I just like can't oh, get no. out of my head. <laughs> yeah, like, next it's time, baby. So weird. I just don't understand. <laughs> it, and it is weird. And you know, as a person who, for work, spent a lot of time in San Francisco, that's not how they talk mm. down there. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the last time he did an American accent, because he's always been British or some form of British, like in. Someone made a point, like, we don't actually know his real accent. <laughs> he's changed it so many times in these films, but... Is no. this off-Agent Venom storyline? Are you familiar with that, Steve? I'm not. Okay. No, it's not, because he's more coherent okay. than... Plus, he's like he's kind of like uh, a mercenary. Like, he's kind of dressed like Deadpool a little bit. Like, he's got the... He works for S.H.I.E.L.D. in that storyline, I think, right? Sure. Yeah? Okay. That's well, he, he won't in the movie, then, no, because no. that's an MCU. No, they won't. Uh, which, that. that really has been news. Like, right. or, I mean, it's... It's not anything breaking. Like, people mm-hmm. have kind of known it wouldn't be since they said they were going for, like, a more R, rated R route, which I guess they're not doing rated R now. I don't... There's That's so much... big There's so much right jumbled. There. There's so much jumbled with this movie that nobody knows exactly what's going on, which I think is why a lot of people aren't on board, because it's such a kind of a mess mm-hmm. of, like... Um, are we going to do this? Or are we not going to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Absolutely. And... And I agree, Terrell, that, you know, a, a Venom movie without Spider-Man, at least in the backdrop, it, somehow, I mean, it, it is a little weird. I mean, to me, seeing a Spider-Man, Venom, and Carnage film, I mean, that's got a zillion dollars written all over it, and, right. you know, nobody's doing right. it. Who's, who's to say, I mean, what's Andrew Garfield doing? We don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, if right. Sony was smart, obviously they know Kevin Feige does not want this part of the MCU. Right. Why not do, like, an Elseworld movie with Aunt, bring andrew garfield back yeah. although i i think I mean, they're already doing into yeah. the spider-verse which is yeah a multiverse right. spider-man too. right they could yeah nick cage is spider-man <laughs> you are yeah. um sony and garfield parted ways not in the best terms so that might be a reason but mm. that would be 
that'd be a way for Sony to, you know, get your Spider-Man character yeah. in there. But yeah. Well, well, and aside from the lizard, I did enjoy the Garfield version of Spider-Man yeah, a lot. I mean, his I the way he he handled the character, I thought was I thought it was great. Yeah. When people yeah. are saying like they yeah. want to see they want to see uh, Tom Holland go up against Tom Hardy's Venom, I'm like, um, he couldn't beat a janitor in a vulture suit. I don't know how he's gonna do against a. <laughs> against the symbiote and it's like but then you look at Andrew Garfield he took on the lizard who wasn't he that was like a weird part of the movie but yeah. it was a you know an actual mutant villain as opposed to just some regular guy yeah. so it yeah. was a new villain at least it was yeah. like the green right. goblin like they did in the second <laughs> amazing spot yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know the whole venom thing it's uh I'm intrigued to see it but again it's like I don't mm. I don't know where they're gonna go with this, honestly. Right. Even if it's a hit, like what? What do you do? I'm the only one on a hype train. I'm I'm the only one who thinks it looks okay. <laughs> I, it's only because I haven't seen the second trailer though, because like you know oh. I don't watch second trailers, so maybe yeah. <laughs> that, that would be the nail in the coffin. Well, and see, I was I was kind of uh, at the first trailer thinking, ah, oh, sweet, you know, mm-hmm. let's, see where, let's see where this goes, and it was the second trailer that kind of dropped me off of yeah. the cliff a little. But again. You're right. It's just a trailer, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a stupid scene. Rogue One had multiple elements in the trailer that yes. didn't even appear in the final product, yeah, right? So, yeah, and I don't like judging a product before it's even out ever, you know. But eh, we'll see what happens. I like I like how they're making them like gigantic, you know, like they're really, oh yeah, they're the really size. taking the time. It's not just grafted to Tom Hardy's height, you know, or Topher Grace's height. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I think this is already a you know a better it's like a skin, venom. Yeah, because that was like a skin tight <laughs> yeah. like venom. Mike Parker. <laughs> yeah, the guy weighs a buck oh five. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's better as David Duke. Oh God, <laughs> and that's right. He did. Play him. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Wow. All right, so Venom. Yeah, that sounds like a. A fun deal. So the next uh, next item is the uh, Marvel Netflix stuff. We have mm-hmm. uh, Iron Fist season two is coming out pretty soon. It's a shorter season though. Is that right? I think it's supposed to be like ten instead 10? of like thirteen. Okay, which is fine. Before. It's still double digits. I'll take that. Yeah. Right. You know, I didn't dislike the first season at all, but no. season two of the Punisher just finished mm-hmm. filming, uh, which is awesome. And, oh yeah, yeah. And then Daredevil season three is going to be out later yes. this year, and they're currently filming season three of Jessica Jones. So nice! It's it's awesome to see all that mm-hmm. stuff continuing to roll. Do you think they're going to do a Jigsaw season already, or do they give him a little break and like bring in someone else, and then bring him back like for season three or something? I bet season two cliffhanger will be him. I, yeah, yeah, I'd like to see season two, like the maybe the first half or two thirds, stay yeah. away from Jigsaw, and yeah. then bringing him back in and building it up for for whatever. Yeah. But uh, Trell, are you a big fan of the Marvel Netflix stuff? Yeah. I haven't watched the new Luke Cage or Jessica Jones yet, though. Hmm. Yeah, the new... Uh, I mean, we haven't seen Luke Cage yet either, but we did watch the latest season of Jessica Jones, and I don't know if I'm stepping in controversy here, but I liked it better than the first season. <gasps> I mean, I thought it was yeah. I thought it was really cool, and, you know... There's a lot uh, more character development. Yeah, especially like with Hogarth and stuff, yeah. but Carrie Ann Moss's character. Uh, mm-hmm. She kind of stole it, I yeah. thought, in a lot of places. She's really good. Not to say her career was in the toilet, but, you know, you hadn't seen her for a while. Right. And it's really nice that they give these meaty parts to these actors that we're familiar with. And yeah. mm-hmm. we've wanted to see them again. So I love the first season of Jessica Jones. Uh, it's the only show I've seen with my wife that's like comic based. Probably because of the detective angle. And oh, sure. She's a strong woman, so that helps, right? Yeah. Uh, definitely got to get on that season two. But yeah. I'll take your word for it. Mm-hmm. Really good. It's pretty yeah. good. And then I'm in the middle of Luke Cage season two right now. Oh. Um, it's pretty good. We've seen um, Hoagie 
Foggy. Sorry. Foggy. Yeah. I got I got to mix up. That's his brother. Uh, yeah. Uh, we saw Foggy for an episode. And I know Danny's supposed to be in there a couple episodes. I haven't seen him though. So that makes sense though, because of the whole, you know, Iron Man and Power Fist stuff yeah, in the yeah. comics. That'd be really cool. And he, he's been, uh, they already referred to him as a hero for hire. Nice. Like they laid that in there a little bit. But yeah, with Iron Fist 2, like the season two trailer came out like on Tuesday or something. And everybody's like, oh, I love this so much. It's so much better than the first season. I'm like, well, I don't understand. I still don't understand the complaints of the first season. Yeah, I don't really either. Like, I mean, from an aspect of like, we've seen this story before and it's like, okay, but yeah, like, that's just it. Like that's that's the origin story of him. That's not, you know, Marvel's fault, or it's not Netflix's fault that they wrote that for like three different characters within the MCU of, of a billionaire losing his parents and like coming back from the dead, pretty much. Like that was their like complaint was that it's like it's just a rehash, like Bruce Wayne or a lot of the news <laughs> heard it. They said they they rushed production, and then you saw the choreography wasn't probably the best. So I think people just started shitting on it from there. And then, of course, the big controversy thing, uh, saying that he should have been an Asian actor, which in the comics, he's not Asian, right? He's well, there like, are multiple Iron Fists, okay. but he was the first one. Right. Or, well, he was the first one in the... You never hear that in the headlines. You just hear, right. he should have been an Asian actor, and then this is whitewashing. But if he's if that's comic accurate, what's, what's the problem? Well, it was accurate to the comic, and, yeah. you know, it's... Change for the sake of change, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah. I'm not always fun, you know, with. But I mean, if they're going to change it for a good reason, or mm-hmm. if something makes sense, you know, you can't just make, you know, Batman into, you know, a Catholic priest. You know, <laughs> well, not anymore because he's atheist. <laughs> well, go right. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> These right. headlines DC's doing. It's like you just yeah. want to sell comics. I get it. You know, he's fictional, like, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, other people were um upset because they said Danny Rand was like appropriating the culture of you know the monks and stuff like that and it's like well i don't know and other people got on the case of like that's kind of selfish to say like other people can't appreciate another culture i guess Mm -hmm. and then they were like oh he complains so much it's like well yeah he's a millennial i'm a (laughs) i I complain a lot he's he's my age i get it i don't know Yeah. Well, I'm 400 years old and I complain all the goddamn time, <laughs> so I don't know what you guys are talking about. You're from Asgard. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, Terrell, did you see uh, Luke Cage season, or I'm sorry, Iron Fist season one, and uh, what did you think of that? Yeah, honestly, I did not hate it as much as most people. And honestly, I kind of liked it more than the first season of Luke Cage, Ooh. Um, which I know is kind of weird. I don't know. I'm just a sucker for, like, kung fu, mm-hmm. even if it's, like, really bad kung fu. <laughs> I always love it. Sure. So, uh, yeah, like I, I honestly didn't hate it that much, and uh, I'm I really like how the season two looks. I mean, it honestly, looks like they took a lot of the criticisms to heart. Yeah, I'm actually really interested in seeing it. Yeah, it seemed like they were able to craft this a lot better. Yeah. I think, even if you liked the first season, unfortunately, it's hard for me to watch. I started watching the first episode, but then I have all that criticism. It, it affects me. You know, it's like I should have just stayed away from it and just had my honest opinion. But it's you can still watch it. Yeah, I'm going to. I just. Uh, yeah. So that season comes out, new season comes out the 14th? I think so, okay. something like that, yeah. So good stuff, I, I can't wait. And I know, and I've said on the show multiple times, I like the Netflix stuff a lot better than the MCU mm-hmm. stuff. And it's not that I dislike it, but I just I'm I just jazzed up about all the Netflix yeah. Marvel stuff. It's not jokes every five minutes. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and again, I was really leaving the Marvel train until Infinity War came out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. it, it helped me. Jump back on the train, you know, but they still have one foot off. What do you think one. of Ant-Man and the Wasp? Did you? Put I your... haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay, I, I was going to say, did you though. put your foot back down on the platform? Just like, hmm? well, you know, 
I, I look at Ant Man as a different character, you yeah. know, and and I didn't see it in the theater because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is just going to be a total comedy fest mm-hmm. and it's going to drive me insane. Yeah. So we red boxed it and I bought it that next day because I did. I loved it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought so. I'm I'm excited to see it. I just I don't know. If you like the first one, I think you're going to like this one. I enjoyed it. It's it's well, a movie you can actually take your kid to. Yeah. Uh, I know it's jokey, but. It's Paul Rudd. It kind of comes with the territory. Well, the first one was jokey too, yeah, and yeah. with that kind of a character, I'm I'm more open to that kind of a character having that kind of a humor deal. And but you know when you're throwing Batman, you know snarky comments, and mm-hmm. you know when Thor is just nothing but a comedy character. I mean that makes me want to. I will say in Ammon and the Wasp, they really dumbed down Scott Lang's character. Did they? Like because he went he he got a degree in like what electrical? Yeah, like like something crazy because like you saw all the stuff he did in the first one yeah. with like the you know he knew how to ice the door and stuff like that well in this one he's all they'll say like a semi-big word and he'll be like oh yeah i know what that meant it'll be like do you guys just put quantum in front of everything it's like this is really stupid <laughs> well <laughs> he has a master's degree but i don't know what that big word means well and i don't know how to phrase this but you know the wasp was center of attention so they're probably like hey we need to make this guy dumb because this woman's a lot smarter than him He's a dumb guy, you know. It's like a commercial on TV. The yeah. the husband's a drooling idiot. <laughs> the wife is, you know. I'm not saying that's not true to life. Usually, no, yeah. Art, I like art, it. Art people, imitates life. People right. still complain about the wasp. They're like, oh, she didn't get enough time or whatever. This I'm like, it's called Ant Man and the Wasp. Right. It's like, come on. Too many complaints. Too many complaints. Just, but I enjoyed it. I Probably thought it was good. But, but do yeah. you know? Do you know how the post credit ends? Mm-mm. Okay, never mind. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Going back to Infinity War, I just, I just. Bought that this week, yeah. and I've watched it like twice already. Nice, really enjoy it still, and it did a great course correction. If you were not a Ragnarok right. fan, within like what ten minutes, yeah, yeah, I, you're it, like, it oh, that help. was a fun ending, wasn't it? Crunch, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking of dead, James Gunn uh, in his career with Disney. Um, that's the next topic. So he met with the head of Disney just mm-hmm. this week, it looked like, and uh, Disney's standing by the termination. Uh, let's just go around the horn and thoughts. Terrell, how about you? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough situation because I can kind of understand this viewpoint, but at the same time, like, if you took a look at James Gunn's filmography, like, before Marvel, like, I feel like it's fairly obvious <laughs> that he's kind of not family-friendly, I guess right. is how I would say it. You know, it, it sucks. I'm, re- I'm very curious to see how... Dave Batista's relationship with Disney, mm. like working past this, is going to be just based off like his tweets. Um, yep. I don't know. It's, this whole situation has just been like very fascinating for me. I'm always just curious to see like where it goes next. I mean, I really, I'm not sure who they're going to use to replace James for Guardians Three. I know someone threw out the idea of Taika Waititi from Thor Ragnarok. If you can kind of see, I think he might be like, because like Guardians is like very jokey comedy, but like. I feel like it also kind of has like its heartfelt moments, yeah, you know? Exactly. Um, and I feel like Thor Ragnarok maybe had like 15 seconds of like heartfelt moments. <laughs> Thank that, you. Like, Thank very you. Funny. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really not sure. Yeah. They set up those it. heartfelt moments and then it didn't let you have it long enough before a joke came in. You yeah, know, it's like, it like, it's like Taika had a fart joke button. He just pushed every five but minutes. But I'm a fan of his and I was, you know. I am too, but it was just like. Yeah, I know. Back to the gun thing, I kind of, you know, we kind of talked about this on the show mm-hmm. last week, but pretty much I am in the boat of, well, first off, I, I was just reminded when he said, like, his movies used to not be family friendly, 
um, in Guardians, there was a joke that said, uh, if we had a black light, this would look like a Jackson Pollock. And I remember <laughs> in the theater, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm glad nobody gets that. But yeah, my, my mindset is I don't think people should be fired for like old tweets where they aren't really doing anything. But, and this is going to be the under, again, the underlying variable in any situation. He works for Disney. They're the kids company pretty much first and foremost. They are not going to want a guy who makes like those types of jokes on their payroll. I get why he was let go. And I get why they're standing firm in that decision. It's not like he was working for Comedy Central or like a more like lenient um, network. It's Disney. You know, but, they own pretty right. much everything. But to be fair, these were old tweets. We were talking about this last week yeah. that Disney most likely wanted him to delete the tweets and supposedly he didn't. But mm. I. Cause they, yeah, because he got called out back when Guardians came out. Mm. That people were like, these tweets are, what what's going on? And they said, hey, they're pretty much like very stern with him, like, hey, you can't do this. Mm hmm. And he said, okay, I apologize. And he sent out like a, I think a public apology, but he kept them around, which to me shows that he wasn't really that sorry about it. Cause, right. he, Cause again, it was just jokes. Either way, if he would have deleted the tweets, cause you know, it's internet, you can capture anything. Someone tries to delete. Would Disney still follow through, you think? Or would they stick to gun? I, and... I think they would have probably stuck with him if yeah. he would have done that. I mean, yeah, on the internet, once it's there, it's there forever, right? But mm -hmm. at the same time, if he would have taken that step, I think they might have looked at it like it, you know, he's making the Absolutely. effort for it. And yeah, I mean, so, and that's a, it's a perception thing. It's optics, right? Right. And whether we like it or not, you know, sometimes life is over PC nowadays mm -hmm. and sometimes it's not PC enough. And, you know, but at the same time, you've really got mm -hmm. to be careful today, you know? Well, um, I'm not, I'm not trying to go into politics, but he's a very uh, big critic of President Trump and all his tweets so it's like if if you're gonna engage in that if you haven't deleted any of this stuff you need to do that yeah. now yeah. and that's what happened I mean this is like a alt-right guy who found these and this guy's supposedly done some horrible shit but yeah. you know it's uh it's it's out you know the yeah. the but are they going to maybe use a screenplay? Um, I think they're trying to go a different direction. Entirely, we have no probably, idea. But there's, they haven't said nothing official. And everybody jumps on the rumors of like, oh, they're going to use his script. Oh, they're not going to use his script. Oh, they got him back. Yeah. It's like you just got you got to let them say whatever. They just they just probably arrived at Batista's door because you know he's like, we got to use a script now, <laughs> and they just give him a picture of the rock. Well, it was just say, this is Drax now. Well, yeah, yeah, it was just yesterday that he tweeted something like, uh, "Thanks Disney, you're making America great again." And I'm like, dude. I love you, but you've got to shut up. You're not The Rock. You're not RDJ. You're not in any position to make demands. I they, still admire they that. They will though. get rid of you. I know. I just admire that he's sticking with this guy. You know? Nah, he's, no, he's being stupid. He's being a moron. Well, I don't know. He's not there yet. I don't think either. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I get why he's doing mm -hmm. it, but it's not a smart business decision for no. him. Mm -hmm. And they could easily say, well, we're just going to leave you turned to dust after Infinity War. And I get that. <laughs> I get that. It, but if, if he's already taken that into account, like, hey, this is probably going to, you know, if he's willing to accept that, now if he's oblivi oblivious to it, then I'm like, yeah, well, totally, you're being stupid. But if he's if he knows the risk he's taking, I still admire him for sticking up, you know, with his friend. But again, he it's can also be, you could He can also be labeled as guy. like a... Um, pedophile sympathizer in some you know in some lights yeah you know what i'm saying i don't know i think it's just it's getting so ridiculous right now yeah. i mean they they don't want actors to be actors anymore i mean that's another tangent but you know about the batwoman casting 
you know, she's not gay enough or can, yeah, a, can a gay, can a straight character, a straight actor play a gay character in a, you know, if it's not over the top. Right. I mean, they're actors, right? So, you know, I, we're getting into a really rocky ground right now. It's muddy. I don't know how we're going to get out of it, but I'm, I'm trying to, you know, weather the storm as much as I can. So, yeah. So the next, uh, piece of business is, uh, Ewan McGregor was recently on The View and said that there are no plans for an Obi-Wan movie that include him at all. Now, just to clarify, I don't watch The View, so I just want to make sure. <laughs> you, I watch, you watch sure the you talk. Don't. You watch the talk. <laughs> I watch the, the talk. Off. Exactly. Right. But did, uh, did did he do the, we're not planning on the movie. Did he, <laughs> he did the hand he, motion, yeah, he right? his hand. Yeah, the Jedi mind trick. Yep. There are no plans for that. <laughs> I don't know. Trell, have you been looking forward to an Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan movie? A little bit. Um. I'm honestly kind of surprised to hear that there's no plans for it because uh, can we talk spoilers at all for Solo? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I haven't seen it, but yeah. yeah. So like I know, <laughs> yeah. So like I know Darth Maul. Obviously, like you know, I actually haven't seen the movie. I'm just saying from what I've heard. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> I know Darth Maul like makes some type of presence. Is that mm-hmm. right? In mm-hmm. the movie? Yep. Yeah. So if they're not doing an Obi Wan, I'm not quite sure what that would be pointing towards. Then, like what? What the significant like was that was his appearance tied into the actual solo story or did it seem kind of like he was setting up something else? Because he was in that uh, animated Rebels show or whatever, right? Yeah, right. Kind of like so, a filler, yeah. Type of thing. So I think that was kind of leading into that a little bit. I'm not really sure. It, I mean, it was if if nothing happens with that, mm-hmm. it's gonna feel junky. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just because it it was a little. If nothing happens, it it will feel out of place. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was just added for the cool factor that you know, and 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 if that was the case, you know, whatever. But I would I would have liked to seen it build up, you know. So like you say, Terrell, I mean, if that would have built built up to some sort of piece of an Obi Wan movie in the future or something like that, I mean, that would be kind of a cool deal, you know, and with all the all the stuff that happened. But uh, yeah, who knows? I don't know. I I'd, I'd love to see that. I mean, mm-hmm. he was, you know, say what you want about the prequels, there were some bright spots, and I thought Ewan McGregor was a was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. I'm not quite sure though. Like, I wonder what this movie would be about. Yeah, you know, exactly. Would you just be hanging out in a cave in the desert? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Picking off Jawas with a rock or something. I don't know. It cuts every five years, and he's just like, "Is Luke here yet?" <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point too. I mean, you know what? What's he doing? You know, in the meantime, and it's obviously nothing crazy mm-hmm. because the Jedi is supposedly dead and gone, and so he's not doing anything of notoriety when right. you see him in A New Hope. You know, they you're just changing mythology a, a lot. You're changing, yeah. yeah. Well, and fans need to be careful because they're going to rush the story of this, and it's not going to be. It's going to be terrible. Yeah. No one's going to go to see it. They're going to boycott it just like they did Solo, and then they'll be like Disney's ruining Star Wars, right? Which is so dumb. <laughs> did you see it? No, especially with it. as good as Solo was. Yeah, you know, that's what really just ticked me off. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you kidding me? I love this movie. You when know, the like, original Han Solo says it's a good movie, maybe you should go check it out. Right. Well, it just gets me that like there's so many people ranting about this film, yeah. but they're not seeing it. Mm-hmm. They're just ranting about it. I'm like, you should see it. Harrison Ford said it was good. He said he liked it. He said he liked um, Alden or yeah, the kid that played. He him. said he liked his portrayal. See, it's probably mostly because he was tired of playing the role. <laughs> he was like, don't bring me back. But I even so, it. if Harrison Ford says something is good, mm-hmm. this is a guy that hates pretty much everything. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'd at least Except go for give Indiana, it a Jones. Shot. Right. Indiana Jones. Yeah, he loves Indiana Jones and his wife. He'll kill him too. Um. <laughs> so the last thing I have on the topic is Fantastic Four. 
The new comic just was relaunched this last week after a couple years of absence in the comic shops for a regular Fantastic Four monthly title. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about why it was canceled before Mm -hmm. and and all those things, dealing with Fox and and whatnot. But, Mm -hmm. you know, Dan Slott is the writer. He's done a lot of great Spider-Man work for Marvel, and he's, you know, he's a very popular writer. I I read the first uh, issue this morning, and it was... It was just phenomenal, you know. It was just nice. really great. They uh, did a two-page tribute to Steve Ditko uh, yeah. at the beginning, which was really cool. He, uh, we lost him this year, and but again, you know. So I mean, basically, the premise is, you know, Reed and Sue are still missing and all that, and uh, so it's just Johnny Storm and the Thing that are kind of still there and kind of talking about how they're going to try to find Reed and Sue, and so you know, getting them back into the fold and. Sure. And so it's going to be fun to see how that that plays out. But, you know, I mean, and I've said this a zillion times. I'm, I've been a huge Fantastic Four comic fan, you know, ever since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and even as a little kid, I like, you know, my diversity in comics. I, I like the darkness of Batman, but I love the fun of the Fantastic Four, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and Superman and that sort of thing. So kind of in relation to that, though, the Fantastic Four translations to screen have all been failures. <laughs> <laughs> do we th- I mean is that just a franchise that's just not going to translate I don't know Terrell what do you think I, I think it could I think it just needs the right type of direction because the newer Fantastic Four movie I don't think like they did some interesting takes with like approaching it from like a dark angle like even though the movie's not good I absolutely love the scene when Dr. Doom is walking down the hallway that's and just badass. Like, holding the heads of everybody mm-hmm. like I think that was awesome and then, like, the early 2000s Fantastic Four movies, I don't even know, like, what they're trying to go for with those. But, like, I think if someone like James Gunn, just to kind of give it, like, a fun adventure type, you know, cosmic type feel to Fantastic Four, I think that could be, like, a really interesting take on it. And I also think casting is kind of, like, a huge thing with the Fantastic Four. I didn't absolutely hate, like, the choices they had for the newer movie. Like, I actually loved uh, Michael B. Jordan as mm-hmm. Johnny Storm. But, I don't know. I think you just need, like, an actor that can like really, or actors, I guess, that can like really just kind of like nail the team aspect. And like, once you get the team right and like the right story, I think from there you can actually make it work. Yeah, I, I love the effects of the thing in the last mm-hmm. one. I mean, you know, again, say what you want about the film. He looked awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and the thing's one of my yeah. all time favorite characters, you know, and so it was just, uh, and I, I think you're right. James Gunn approached, you know, because. I was always kind of skeptical. Could the Fantastic Four work or not? I don't know. But then the Guardians, you know, I mean, Mm. they pulled that off really, really well. And I remember when the first Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I could not have cared any less at all (laughs) in any way, shape, or form. And then I saw it. Mm. Right. And I was blown away. You know, So that was, I don't know, it's it's pretty cool. What about you guys? The uh, original Fantastic Four film uh, in the the early 2000s. Not the one that got, that didn't get released. Right. No, I, I I have seen that one, the <laughs> Roger Corman one. Yeah, you know, it, it kind of had captured the comic feel. I just think, um, I don't know where it went wrong. Uh, for me, it was how they got their powers. I hate how they journey to space. You don't see that much in movies uh, without going into, like, massive effects and launching into the, you know, all that cool adventure stuff, but... In that film, they just go up there like it's a road trip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just didn't feel... It just didn't feel <laughs> like... He's going to go to Space Tuesday? Yeah. 
That's exactly <laughs> what it felt like. It was rushed. It was yeah. Really rushed. Yeah. 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 And I, this newer one, I admire uh, a lot. I really like how they got their powers. It might not be the way they got them in the comics, obviously, but it felt very serious and terrifying. Yeah. You know how it went down. And like you were saying about Doom, like, yeah, you feared him. Yeah. He wasn't just, you know, making these. Yeah, he wasn't joking around. Yeah, exactly. But I, yeah, I definitely see it being a successful movie. You just got to get that cast right. And they've done all these fan castings and they look great. Uh, the one that I've seen is the John uh, Krasinski and Emily Blunt, Zach oh, Efron man. and John Cena as the thing. Now, that's not going to probably happen. But You can't thing me. Yeah. <laughs> but you see this art people do, you know, they put these characters in there and it's like, man, it looks pretty damn cool. Yeah. And, you know, them... Being husband and wife, they kind of got that dynamic. So, mm-hmm. yeah, who's to, who's to say uh, how they're going to cast it or whatnot? But you know, yeah, I think they, I think in, in the MCU could definitely make it work. Sure, I think that was the first, the good thing about the first one with Chris Evans and Michael mm-hmm. Chiklis is I think they got the team dynamic. Yeah, pretty like as good as they were going to get it at that time, um, especially between uh, Michael Chiklis and Chris Evans. I think Evans was like in his prime, like kind of douche but like could be a good guy at times mm-hmm. and i that really translated well to screen and like their chemistry of kind of like butting heads but at the end of the day it's like okay we're cool i remember like kind of enjoying that movie but like that's all the enjoyment i've ever gotten out of any of those movies with the new one it was just way too like dark and i mm-hmm. feel like I, I feel like that's a problem with with any comic uh property is it it only certain comics translate well when you try to make them dark, like Titans, mm-hmm. I think looks pretty good, even though they're going very dark. Like you got Robin crushing dudes, jaws and stuff. I hate the new one, the 2014 one or whatever. Or wh- when did that one come out? Which one? Fantastic four. The yeah, last one. The last oh one. yeah. Yeah. Probably. was not a fan of it at all. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Again, didn't mind like the casting choices. And it also didn't help that like, there was a lot of behind the scenes, you know, like people were interfering with the movie. People like made him reshoot certain scenes. So I don't know. I think it's a part of it is just the higher ups don't exactly know what they want to do with this team, you know? Yeah. And, and with a fantastic four, one of the most important things to get right is Johnny storm and the thing, mm-hmm. you know, cause even in the comic, just the number one comic that came out yesterday, you know, or not yesterday, but Wednesday, you know, it's all about how they're playing off of each mm-hmm. other, you know, and and that's just a huge dynamic. You know, it's it's like Reed and Sue are the straight men, right? And mm-hmm. then those guys are the ones that you gotta <laughs> kinda balance through, you know. Yeah. And and so you know, that's that's an important piece of that puzzle. And and you're right, you know, I think they, they got that with those early movies, but and that was one of my problems with this the newer one, is that Michael B. Jordan and um I think it's Jamie Bell or something. Mm-hmm. Yep we just didn't really see them interact throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they're like trying to think of a name and uh, Michael B. Jordan's like, how about the like powerful three and the ugly sack of shit? Yeah. Or something? <laughs> right. I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. We've had no like <laughs> indication that you guys are any sort of friends. Right. Now you're just like making fun of this dude who like, it's not his choice to look like this. Yeah. And he could probably just crush it. If yeah. You to, you know? so. Well, and there was a, that was a reshoot scene. You could tell too, cause he had like a beard mm-hmm. and it's like, wait a minute. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that was like a studio exec. Like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta put that <laughs> right. in there. 
you know, because they got along in the film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just just jump into that. Call him a sick, call him a sack of shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see what happens. I mean, yeah. I'd love to see it work. I really would, just because mm-hmm. I love the property so much. You know, I do and, too. I, I and if it never works, we we have the Incredibles one and two. Right so there, you go. There's your Fantastic yeah. Four film yeah. and. And you got years and years and years of awesome Fantastic Four comics and yes. and, and more to come. And they did they have an animated series like like they the X Men and stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, check it out. A lot of yeah, good stuff. That's all I got. Anybody else have anything else? Just wanted to remember. Aretha. Oh, Aretha Franklin. Yeah, yeah she passed that. away this week. Yeah, I mean, she's for the last few years have had some health problems off and on. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was it? Thursday she passed. Mm-hmm. I, think I believe so. Yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, I went to the Earth, Wind, and Fire concert Thursday night, and it was just really cool. They did a nice tribute to her. They sang mm-hmm. one of her songs, and you know the crowd really, you know, got amped up for that. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, that's a sad deal, man. I mean, she's she's just a legend. You can't say enough good things. I uh, I had the chance to go to WrestleMania 23 where she was there, and she sang oh, wow. "America the Beautiful," and like I'll remember the matches, but like I'll always remember just being like dead focused on her and like her doing her thing. And it was just mm-hmm. fantastic. I, I couldn't, like, I was, you know, expecting, like, wrestling, but then he's like, Aretha Franklin's here. I was like, what? <laughs> and it was like seventh grade me. I was like, I don't know what to do right now. And so I just, right. it was, it was fantastic. And she crushed it because she was there at WrestleMania th- uh, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and way she, back. And she sang it. Yeah. And like Vince McMahon introduced her. Wow. So then they played the video of him introducing her. And then she was there and like, she had a whole choir and everything. And you, you have to go yeah. check it out. It was it was pretty good. Very talented. And then, of course, uh, Blues Brothers. Oh yeah, that was my first introduction to her. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pretty pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That movie, gosh, going off of remembering her, but like you know, Terrell, you, you make films. Obviously, that movie is like very unique. The Blues Brothers film. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you got those musical numbers. And then you got Carrie Fisher trying to kill uh, John Belushi. <laughs> yeah, that's and a lot you, of random going on, right? And yeah. then you got like complete. <laughs> like fakery where the cars are going in the air flipping (laughs) like what a crazy movie but great film but uh, yeah i mean it worked every little every last bit of it worked Uh, have you seen the blues brothers the original one trail no i haven't oh you've got to see that we just spoiled the entire movie (laughs) (laughs) really no No, i'm kidding no oh it's it's awesome do not go see blues brothers 2000 maybe after if you want to waste time sure but they did not get it right that time <laughs> but yeah she um very talented and then, yeah i think after i saw that clip in blues brothers i mean gosh that might have been my first introduction to ray charles i mean she's mm-hmm. all these artists but yeah she's she's really something yeah she was great in that she the was. uh the whole you better think yeah mm-hmm. scene that it was, was awesome. just so great there's man. a there's a clip of uh she was speaking at some presidential thing and she tried to like step up to the mic and it was like too low Obama sprints across the stage and like raises it up because it was like he knows he's oh, got yeah. he's got the respect for the he queen. respects yeah she's she's just phenomenal so awesome. yeah she'll be missed mm-hmm. another note this isn't about anything else the DCU streaming app I don't know when it's coming out they keep saying soon but that's been like two weeks now you can still pre-order it as of right now I'm pretty sure it's going to be seventy five dollars for annual and then you uh, get three months free because you pre-ordered it. Um, so you're getting 15 months total and you'll get access to all the movies, all the animated movies, all the shows, all that good stuff. So I'm definitely getting it. I just, I'm getting it more for the comics mm-hmm. as a huge DC guy, but uh, you know, I'm excited for the whole thing. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. And you got the, all the original shows yeah. coming out. You got that'll Doom be, Patrol. 
They just cast Cyborg for Doom Patrol. Oh, did they? Nice. You got Titans, and then you got Young Justice Season 3. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm pretty psyched for it. That's awesome. So, Terrell, Marvel versus DC. Ooh. Who do you choose? Uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. Probably overall DC. Like, Spider-Man's my favorite, like, number one hero. But after that, it's like DC characters. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably have to go DC. Yeah, I'm, I'm still DC. I don't know, probably 70-30. But since I got the the Marvel Unlimited, mm. I don't know, man. I've been really getting into a lot of Marvel comics. Yeah. But, uh, I grew up so on cool. a lot of DC stuff. Yeah. And uh, I've seen uh, the Marvel films are like really the only thing I know. Sure. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. DC. DC uh, for you? I'm pretty much DC. Joey? Yeah. Oh, yeah, DC. DC, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to ask. <laughs> no. Well, that's that's all I got. Excellent. Cool. So, uh, Terrell, Lost Utopia Films, where can we find you guys online? So you can find us at Lost Utopia Films on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Awesome. I've seen the YouTube channel. Uh, there's a ton of great stuff out there. A lot of good short films and uh, one shocking short film. Um <laughs> The uh, quote-unquote romance, uh, romantic comedy type thing. I'll have to check that out. Oh, no. <laughs> what was the name of that one, Terrell? It was Slush. Yes. What yeah, was it? Slush. Slush. It's, Slush. Uh, watch it. It is awesome. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I I, uh, yeah, I was enamored with that one. That was pretty, that was good stuff. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, well, I think I speak for all of us. Like, we're big fans and keep up the great work. And I follow you on Facebook, so I've seen some of that footage of the the alien partnership and then the special effects put in so awesome so awesome (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah so that's it all right well we'll be back next week i'm josh i'm steve and i'm joey take care bye